This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. From Studio A at Trine University, this is Trine Talk. Taylor Medina is a junior at Trine University. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Good. Now, I met Taylor at a women's soccer match. Um, it was kind of a blind date, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my students uh, knew that I was looking for somebody to do a soccer game with, and they suggested you. I had not met you until like 10 minutes before we went on the air. Yep, yep. I thought we actually did okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we did pretty good. Uh, got, some, got some huge compliments about it, and people actually – I mean, I was getting it out there like, hey, guys, why don't you get on there and start listening a little bit? You'll probably hear you guy on there. But um, overall, it was a good time. I, I asked you this before we went on the air, but whenever I talk to you, I detect a southern accent, but you're not from the south, right? Nope, nope, I'm not. Um, I'm actually from north-central part of Indiana, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but yep. <laughs> now, how do you – you said that it was a relative or something where you get that? Yeah, my uh, grandfather is from Arkansas, and – um, then actually, on my mom's side of the family, my uh, late great grandmother was from Kentucky, mm-hmm. so a little bit from both sides of the family, um, but definitely on my mom's side. <laughs> Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school at Rochester High School. And what did you do there? Um, I was a five-sport athlete. I played soccer and kicked for the football team in the fall. During the winter, I played basketball, and then in the spring, I ran track and played baseball. There are two kind of two kinds of kids from the soccer team that go on the football team there are the kids that kick and then sprint off the field so they don't have to contact anybody I bet you didn't do that no 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 I've always <laughs> I mean I've always been the kind of guy to if there's some contact or I can get into it I'm, I'm definitely getting into it <laughs> did you kick any long field goals in high school uh actually the thing the longest one I had in a game was 53 yards. get out of here Actually, I so I up and then you in, hit a fifty-three yard field goal. Yep, and then in wow. practice, I actually hit a sixty-yarder, which was crazy. How are you not on our uh, football team here at Trine? I honestly didn't even think about playing football in college. Um, my dad, he's always chirping in my ear, like, "Hey, son, if soccer doesn't ever work out, you know, you can always start kicking again." And um, so that kind of didn't really have not really the inspiration or the motivation to do it, but I knew that um, soccer was more of my calling. What do you love about soccer? Uh, everything. It just uh, the fact that it's a beautiful game and it's a it's a huge puzzle piece, if you will, because um, the one piece that you could have wrong could cost you the whole game, mm-hmm. and that's a big reason why I like my position is the fact that it is a very very high pressure position, and um, I think the intensity level that I'm able to to bring to the field is also why I like it a lot. I'm going to circle back around to this in a minute, but I, mm-hmm. I want to talk about your decision in high school to join the Marine Corps. Um, you made that decision when? Well, how old were you when you decided um, to do that? I actually didn't make the decision until after my first semester of college. Um, okay. I've always, I always wanted to. It was my childhood dream because my uncle was a Marine ever since I was five years old. And um him and I always grew up pretty close and I was kind of like his little buddy and so at first in high school he, I was like yeah I'm not gonna go play I'm gonna go I'm gonna enlist and he's actually the one that gave me a call I was like hey just get your degree first degree is more important and then go in as an officer and then um 
after my first semester of college, I kind of just got kind of got bored with it and wasn't doing the greatest because I got pretty distracted <laughs> being a, being an incoming freshman. So that's when I decided to enlist. And um, I think the biggest thing that influenced me was definitely my uncle because mm-hmm. he's pretty much my role model in my life and kind of who I look up to. So I think that would be the the biggest reason of why I decided to. Besides the fact that I love this country and I like to protect my family, and to me, the, there's no better thing to do. Taylor Medina is a junior at Trine. He is on the soccer team as a goalkeeper. He's also going to be on the men's volleyball team, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So you joined the Marine Corps. I've had many students join the Marines. Mm-hmm. I don't say many, but several. Yeah. I remember a few of them. We'd sit down and watch YouTube about the training modules yeah. Yeah. and all the different yeah. aspects, and they'd be like, man, I don't know if I can do this. And I you know, I'm always like, well, first of all, as someone who's not a Marine, I can't really advise you. I can just, <laughs> I can just tell you to be strong and keep fighting. And yeah. and they made it through, you know. And when mm-hmm. I talked to them later, uh, you know, they were a little bit relieved <laughs> to get yeah. through it all. Yeah. But you went through that boot camp. Uh, basic training for Marine Corps is, is some of the toughest training on the planet. What was that experience like for you? Um, definitely very eye-opening. Um like everybody, everybody does it. You're looking at the the modules on YouTube and everything. You're watching the whole training sessions and everything, and how the drill instructors will act. And um, the best thing you could do is get physically prepared because you'll never be mentally prepared for it. And that was, I think, that was the the biggest wake up. Was like, wow, like I'm about to be pushed to my extreme as far as mental capacity. Because um, physical capacity, I mean, there's guys that you've seen there that are probably could have been d1 athletes and then you see guys that are they're just your average joe and they get through it physically and it's more the mental aspect um and not only that but it made me just being there made me appreciate more in my life um because i mean literally everything gets stripped from you everything and um i remember getting that first letter from my mom and i just broke down i was like oh my gosh like and i was kind of kind of a little little hellion a little bit growing up so one of my first letters to my mom was saying i'm sorry and (laughs) just how I was apologizing for being a little rug rat when I was a kid and uh, definitely made me appreciate life as a whole a lot more. So the modules that I think about, my one student couldn't swim and was trying to learn how to swim before he went. There is a swimming component, right? Yeah, yeah. There is actually an entire swim week throughout boot camp. Um, We kind of go through like basic stuff as far as techniques and then learning to do what you need to do because then at the end of the week there's a test Mm -hmm. and depending on your job depends on what level of test you need to take and everybody's got to pass the basic test which is pretty simple um granted i say simple meaning like a lot of people at home probably thinking oh they're in like trunks and something we're in full-on gear and uh but i mean it is the basic swim test and it's actually it's not as hard if you were like if you were to do it on your own, but the fact that you're there with a hundred other recruits and with the, your entire platoon, your drill instructors sitting there yelling at you, that's what makes it tough. The crucible, I think you have to stay awake for 48 hours, something like that. Yeah, it's right um, around there. Um, but yeah, so it's just over, just over 48. Um, it's with or approximately almost about three days, and you actually get about six hours of sleep, but that's not continuous. Mm-hmm. It's sporadic and. Uh, nap here, nap there. Um, you're on two rations of MREs, um, going through constant drills and other exercises to see how your team bonding from the last 12 weeks or 13 weeks has added to that last stage. Was there a time during training when you regretted your decision? 
No, I don't think there was ever a time where I regretted it. There was probably a time where I was like, wow, like, because being in, well, I was at San Diego and it's right next to the airport. Mm-hmm. So I remember just sitting there like, oh, I wish I was on that jet. Um, <laughs> and there were those times where I'm sitting there getting yelled at. And I'm like, yeah, I could just hop this barbed wire fence, got, buy a ticket real quick and say, see you later. But I don't think there was ever a time I was actually just ready to leave or felt like I was in the wrong place. Uh, you finished basic. Uh, you're in for a couple years, right? Uh, just under, yeah. I actually got medicaled out, so um, just a lot of wear and tear on my leg. But, yep, right around a couple years. So you're at Trine now. You, you come back to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear people complaining about the cafeteria or <laughs> not getting a lot of sleep yeah. or really having a hard day. And you got to be thinking in the back of your mind, man, i got a whole new perspective now, <laughs> yeah, right? Yep, and that's, that was honestly um, – you can talk to anybody that's close to me. Um, the The biggest thing that was tough for me coming back to school was uh, the entitlement of some people and um, how privileged they are that they don't know about. That's the hard part for me. Um, and it's gotten a lot better just because I've been around it and able to just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but uh, when I first got home, it was it was tough. I remember uh, my girlfriend at the time, she, she worked at a rising role that just opened up. And... Um, at first, I didn't really want to talk to anybody when I first got back, and so she made me just go and sit and rise and roll and just be around people just to get me get me going again. And this lady was sitting there like complaining about a donut, and I just opened my mouth and was like, "No, like you need to be grateful, and who cares if you got the wrong freaking donut?" Like, exactly. And that was kind of a that, ever since then. Definitely, I don't open my mouth on the on the spot anymore. I kind of just wait and tolerate it a little bit better. But just, I mean, not just in the college situation that you're in, but just as an observer of culture, mm-hmm. uh, you talk about that word entitlement or people not having perspective or context. And you always hear about whether it's somebody who has survived a, a tough illness or gone through an intense experience, coming out the other side of those challenges and really being a better person for it. And I, I get that sense from you that mm-hmm. you feel like you've had your eyes opened a little bit. Oh, definitely. Um, like I said, I was kind of like a horse with those with those blinders on yeah, at right. first well i mean what high schooler isn't and then going into mm-hmm. an experience in life you pretty are pretty much are until i mean pretty much the day you're gone and um but going through that and just experiences i've gone through in my life is definitely it opens those blinders more and more each time you go through mm-hmm. something and i think the quicker they open the i think the better you decide or the better decisions you decide to make and the more you look at life and of Hey, I'm lucky or I'm happy and I'm a lot I'm grateful for this instead of oh I deserve this Taylor Medina is a junior at Trine University uh, you suffered an injury that kept you out of most of your soccer season this year what yeah. happened um, so we're at practice the day before our uh, last what we would call our exhibition games which it's really actually our season but um, it's our last game before our conference that's why we just we decided to call them exhibition games and Okay, uh, one of our strikers, Noah, came in on a breakaway, and I went down, stuck my leg out to make a stick save, and it happened to be it happened to rain that day before, and made the grass pretty wet, and my cleat um, dug into the mud, and when I went to go roll out of it, ended up uh, getting a grade three strain all the way down my hamstring and a partial tear up in my groin. So it was uh, a basic move that I would typically do in a practice, but because of the conditions and just. 
I guess, my luck at that point. <laughs> um, uh, ended up in a pretty bad injury. Last Wednesday was a cool day because even though it was the driving rain and cold, <laughs> you got to play again. You, yep. you came back from your injury, yep. and it wasn't just – it was a big game against uh, Alma, right? Yep. I mean, that, yep. that was a big game. What was it like to be back out there? Um, it was it was it was nice. I had to push through a lot of a lot of therapy because at first they were like, "Okay, he's not going to be able to do anything for four months," and then it got pushed down to about three months. And then they were like, "Okay," I looked at the trainer and said, "I'm playing. Like, I'm not. I don't want a red shirt. Like, I need to get back out here and help my boys." And so we pushed through a lot of hard and intense therapy for sometimes three hours a day, and got finally to get be back on the pitch was it was very very nice. Um, and heartwarming for me, but also the nerves were there. The nerves were definitely there. Now, I told you that I wasn't going to go stand out in the rain and watch your soccer game, but I did. I, about 15 minutes of the first half, I mm. stood out there and watched, and then I went back and got warm. But it, the 15 <laughs> minutes that I watched, I love the communication. You're back there in your uh, goal, mm-hmm. yelling out instructions, encouragement, um, all kinds of stuff to your guys. And I heard a, a couple other guys on the team really communicating too. Uh, it just seemed like you were completely, totally engaged in yep. that in that match and it looked like you were having a lot of fun too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the biggest part is to have fun. Granted, I, I love winning because I, I hate losing, hate losing. Um, but it's it was you'll never see me not fully into something if I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially soccer. If I'm in the goal, I'm 100% in, and it's I'm in for the full 90 minutes. If or if we go into overtime, the entire 110 minutes. Um, definitely something that I'm constantly, constantly into. And like like you said, I'm communicating, giving out instructions, encouragement. That's I feel like as a, one of the captains, it's definitely my role. And um, the words of encouragement sometimes are a little, little rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm pretty sure some fans have heard. Um, now, when you switched, because I didn't stay for the second half, but you switch ends, right? Yep, yep. So there was a lake in front of that other end. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, was. there was a mud bog out there, standing water. Yep. Uh, they were coming at you from that side then. Mm-hmm. Does that affect uh, the game at all when you have that much water out there? Uh, it definitely does. And you couldn't really see it in the first half in my goal mouth, but there was actually a lot of water okay. in front of me as well. Um, so let me tell you, diving on that water, it was cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nice little, nice little mud bath. But um, I know there's a couple of times I think after that, uh, I made a save in the second half, and it, down there there was no grass; it was just straight mud. And I came up, and half my face was covered in mud. And I'm pretty sure I had some of my teeth. And the guys were just looking at me like, "Dude, you look like you got some war paint on." And they were probably saying, "Hey, Taylor's back." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it was, it was nice. So it, it was nice to know that um, my presence on the pitch uh, definitely lifted some of our guys' spirits because. We've had a pretty rough season, um, had a lot of injuries, like we said. And when you're starting goalkeeper, who's – I mean, usually whichever way the goalkeeper goes, the team goes. And they're kind of the biggest leader you're supposed to be on the pitch. And uh, it was nice to see that coming back out, just seeing all their heads lifted up. And to get a 3-0 victory at home to put us into the tournament. And unfortunately for Alma, we ended their season. But um, it was nice to see that. and for my first game back to come back with a victory. You guys lost your playoff game. Um, three to one, I think, was yep. the final. But you made the playoffs. Uh, you showed some progress. And going into next year, it's got to be exciting. Now, you're going to do another varsity sport here at Trine. Yep. And uh, tell us a little bit about volleyball. Um, well, so 
Actually, I couldn't tell you much because beforehand I never never really played. Um, I mean, I always did for fun. And last year I took a class and Coach Ledwith was in there and uh, came up to me the one day and said, hey, would you be interested in playing volleyball next year? And I was like, oh, sure. And like I said, like if I'm into something, I'm into something. So the fact that I was taking that class, like I, and it's a sport, and I just love sports in general. I was sitting there every drill that Coach Waz was doing because she was our teacher for that. Um, I, t- I took seriously, and I guess it eventually paid off. But I'm excited to be out there on the court with the guys. Got a few. I'm friends with a lot of the guys. One of them has to be uh, one of my fraternity brothers, and um, got to play beach with a few of them last year. Uh, they put me at what was it? I think Ledwith has me at middle hitter. So kind of asked him why because I didn't really know what each position does and he goes well you're a goalkeeper and you can move side to side and we've seen you jump and go get balls in the air so I think you'll you'll be good at swinging then we're like all right well we'll see how this goes (laughs) I was uh, talking to Jackson Condry about this and I'm like you know the the men's game they hit the ball so hard I would not want to be on the business end I want to receive that no way in the world I could ever do it but as a soccer goalie this is nothing new for you oh no no like I said last time we talked about this um there's a couple of times I, I've taken a few cleats to the mouth, yeah. a few balls from five yards to the face, sometimes, sometimes to the spot, and down on the ground for a little bit. Um, so, and the ball's a lot harder and heavier, so I'm not really not scared about it. And if I got to eat one, I've got to eat one. But. I was thinking about your story though, because you have a job outside mm-hmm. of trying. Yep. You're playing soccer. You're now going to do volleyball. You're a full-time student. I mean, there are only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like you have everything from a time standpoint, you're on top of it and able to, to not get too stressed out with your schedule? No, I don't think stress is usually an issue. It's more of a kind of just more of just trying to make time for everything, um, especially with like being in a fraternity. I've got a job in that as well. I have a work study here on campus um, and it's more of making sure my schedule's planned out ahead of time. And I, that keeps the stress levels down and keeps it from where my time management's like, okay, I got this much time in between. I can rest, do some homework, or if I want to go hang out with some people, I make time and try to find a way to get it done. Taylor, what's next for you? Uh, obviously, one more year at Trine University. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll graduate. What's your major? Uh, criminal justice. So what do you want to do with that? Um, I've actually uh, debated on doing some like juvenile probation type stuff, but I actually have a job offer as a private investigator down in North Carolina. So I've had that for a couple of years, and I actually got offered that right after I got out of the Marine Corps, and just kind of asked them like, "Hey, do you guys care if I go get my go get my degree first? And they're like, "No, no, that's fine." So uh, the fact that they were able to work with me and wait this long for me to get my degree, I think uh, I'm definitely going to go ahead and go with that, and I'm pretty excited to start that chapter since uh, I'll be graduating next December. So uh, it'll be nice to go down to North Carolina once it starts getting cold up here. <laughs> So about a year of school left, yep. almost on the calendar, on the dot. Yep, yep just about. And, and then a new experience, a new adventure down in North Carolina. Yep. It's nice to be a junior with a job already lined up. Yeah, it's it is. It's going to be a good it's, feeling, right? Yeah, because I, I see all my senior buddies are stressing. They're like, dude, I've got one semester left. i got to find a job. i got to find a job. And I just get to sit back and relax and kind of laugh at them a little bit, um, maybe crack some jokes with them. But it's definitely that, that's definitely a huge stressor that I was worried about at first is maybe not getting a job offer from somebody and um, trying to actually not trying to sound lazy but actually do the work to find oh, one yeah. so so taylor medina walks into our broadcast booth 10 minutes before the soccer game starts last week you were calm you were assured you, know, you seemed like you weren't nervous at all this was 
it seemed like it was fun for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for a while, and I don't know that I've ever seen anybody as at ease as you were when you did. You did an outstanding job. Uh, will you have a side career as a broadcaster at some point? Um, I was actually talking to my uh, soccer coach the other day. and was telling him <laughs> about it, and he goes, hey, you might have a career in front of you. And uh, fun, the funny thing is, is I uh, never – I mean, I used to – like as a little kid um, – People go up up in the baseball booths and announce little league games and do stuff like that. And I was always up there with my buddies, and then I actually ended up doing some uh, like the announcements for Ancilla College's basketball team. Mm-hmm. So I used to do that, and then uh, been on a radio show before as like a sports talk show. Mm-hmm. And the more I, I keep hearing people, more and more, the more I do stuff like this, they're like, "Hey, you should uh, you should definitely get on the radio or something or do some broadcasting." And honestly, I wouldn't mind it. I think it, I think it'd definitely be fun. And I had a great time with you calling the girls' game. Um, so I think there, there could be there could be a nice little side. Well, look job. out now because I have your number, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to put you to work the next year that I have you on campus. Taylor Medina, a junior at Trine, uh, somebody who has served in the military, uh, who has a broad perspective about his life, and uh, really a fun guy to get to know. Thank you for doing the game last week. Thank you for your service to our country. Thank you, and we wish it. you all the very best as you have a big year left in front of you here at Trine. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Trine Talk. Follow Andy Brown on his Twitter feed at Trine Voice. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.